Jonathan, welcome to the Growth Hacking Geniuses Show. Oh, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. I can't wait to share some valuable information. Hopefully, it's valuable. But yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Let's rock and roll. Same here. I think my excitement uh, matches your level of excitement as well. And, and let's get started. So for people watching this, I'll give a bit of an intro about Jonathan, uh, just so you know a little bit who he is, what he's done. And uh, it's a very short intro, but then he can tell us more, of course, about his main projects and what he has going on right now. So Jonathan, uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Grisbowski. Grisbowski. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not French, but... <laughs> I'm not sure if my name would be harder to pronounce, but that's for another time. <laughs> uh, so Jonathan is rogue risk taker, turned entrepreneur and national thought leader in digital marketing and branding. He is the co-founder of Penji, which we're going to talk a little bit more in a minute, an unlimited graphic design service for marketing teams primarily that uh, provides jobs and internship opportunities to Camden students and residents. So again, welcome to the show. Thanks. Can't wait. So tell us a little bit about yourself. That's your chance to give us a bit of background and who you are and where you came from a little bit. Yeah, sure. So um, I was born and raised in, in Northeast Philadelphia, and now I live in, in the beautiful city of Camden, New Jersey. And my entrepreneurship career started at the age of 14. I'd say it's like you know, no different than a large majority of all the other uh, entrepreneurs that are out there doing their things. And I was just mowing lawns and uh mowed a lot of lawns i'd say we got about uh 40 plus customers that we were mowing lawns for on a monthly basis and i was out in the sun heat was blazing but no matter what time of day no matter what happened i was always outside i was always there just ready to ready to work and i think that my entrepreneurship career when it started it taught me how to uh, have an impeccable amount of work ethic and just that never say die attitude that allowed me to set the foundation of who i am today and then you know fast forward i went up to uh, my mom and i was like hey i'm doing some really cool stuff i i, I think i want to do this you know, more full time and, and maybe even go in the winter seasons if, if possible and you know she said well you should probably look at uh, getting a real job and I was like you know, 16, 17 at the time, so I didn't necessarily know what a real job meant. But you know, here I am listening to my mother, just like a, any other good son would do. And, and so I, I got a job at, at a company called Apple, and I worked for Apple for a couple of, uh, couple of years. And the things I've learned at Apple was more so about the foundation of how to run a company and what does company culture look like. So in the first half of my, you know, I'm 29 now, so and I've been an entrepreneur you know, quote unquote, like really diving deep since 24, uh, 23, 24. So I have a lot of years under my belt. I know what it's like to run a business. I know what is what not to do. I know what to do, but I, I still stem a lot of the the curiosity has started in my early stages of, of my of my working career. That hard work, that tenacity of the uh, of mowing lawns, and then the the creative aspect of always be curious from Apple. And it kind of led me to where we are today, which is five, six years later, uh, a company called Penji, where we offer unlimited graphic design to marketing teams, to agencies, all at a flat monthly rate. Can you tell us a little bit more about Penji? I mean, you briefly described it right now. Maybe tell us a little bit more how it works and also how did you come up with the idea in the first place? Yeah, so the idea came from two things. The first one was a romantic trip with my co-founder to Vietnam. Um, I say romantic because 
uh, it was in very, it was a very unexpected romance, uh, romantic occurrence that happened. Um, for example, uh, we both very much so like the opposite sex, uh, but we, however, we went ahead and, and we went to one of the most beautiful islands in the world called Fubok. And we sat there and we were sipping on coconut, thinking, strategizing, trying to analyze what it is that we can do in order to just make, to solve a big enough issue in the marketplace. And the idea came from our trip to Vietnam. Secondly, we were asked a question several months later. And the question was, what are you doing for the community? What are you doing for your city? And we never had a proper answer. So it was the culmination of everything that I personally learned from my agent, from the agency that I ran. It was a culmination of everything that he learned from his publication that he ran. And then it was the, the final nail in the coffin was that question of community, of what are we doing for our community? And, and we weren't doing anything at all. And so Penji is an incredible solution for agencies, marketing teams, and startups and small businesses to obtain unlimited graphic design, which means that they can receive logos, they can receive uh, website design, app design, marketing materials, Instagram content, so other social media platforms. I mean, the list goes on and on. We can design anything that they need for their business all at a flat monthly rate and all the communication, all of the, uh, the hard parts of, of, of just going back and forth, trying to figure out what it is that works, that what it is that you need, it's all done within Penji and the platform itself. So we make it a lot easy. We make it very easy for our, com our customers to communicate with us and to be able to re receive the products that they need for their business. So you did mention that it's meant for Camden businesses, but I'm assuming that you have clients that are international or other, in other places in the States or Canada, right? Oh yeah, we have customers all over the world. So I, don't, I wanna make it clear, the, we, it's not just for Camden-based uh, companies. So the companies that we service are all over the world. However, we have a community aspect where we only hire people from the United States that are within our city of Camden, New Jersey. Um, but we have clients in uh, the UK, we have clients in Canada, we have clients in Mexico, we have clients in all different facets of the United States. Um, we're based in Camden, New Jersey. So every time we bring a new employee, they are from the United States and they're from Camden, New Jersey. So it's, it's important for us to constantly hire people that are local to us. Um, but it's also important to deliver the product to our customers, regardless of where they're from. So it's it's we have we have over two hundred customers and they're all scattered throughout the throughout the world. So I don't know how big Camden is, but have you found it a bit of a challenge to find exactly the kind of talent that you wanted to get for to grow the business within your city? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. Um, yes and no. So we have the luxury of having a university very close to us, and so we also have a lot of resources. My co-founder uh, co started an economic development organization where it's trying to revitalize, help revitalize the city and bring more people into the city. We have, we have a huge network of people and a pool of talent, but regardless of the talent, regardless of the people coming in, we don't necessarily judge people based off of their talent. We may be more people off of their dependability and their willingness to work. What are they, what are they trying to achieve in their life? Is it something greater than just making money? And if so, those are the people that we normally hire. So you also have a podcast called The Blind Entrepreneur. What is that? Yeah, so I 
interview people like your like yourselves, entrepreneurs that are working their asses off in order to share their story about their blindness in business. And I think one of the hardest things to do in business is to have that sense of being blind. And as you are blind, there's always a, there's either a blind spot when you're focusing 100 energy and attention on this particular um, idea or this concept or this, this strategy. And, and so you may not, you may be neglecting other areas of the business that you just didn't even know exist. So the blind entrepreneur is listening to the stories of other people who were once blind and how they overcame it. I asked the same, almost the same questions every single time. And the question is, how did you, uh, what type of blind spot did you have in your business and how did you overcome it? And then the second one is, how did you achieve your first 100 customers? And I think that's such a critical piece that a lot of people don't talk about is this like growth hacking approach. We don't talk enough about sales because number one, we may not know enough about our company in order to actively promote it. Um, or we may be comfortable with the word sales itself. So the idea of the blind entrepreneur is to listen to other people, how they were able to obtain and grow their business. And then you taking nuggets of information that they give based off of their story. So you can apply it to yourself and your business. Okay. So you mentioned sales. How did you go from zero to 200 and how many customers are right now? So I think we're about 215, 216. Um, you know, we got a couple today. So that number may have changed. And, and, I have to be honest, I've been really busy. I haven't even looked at the website, but it's somewhere around that, like 215. And so the thing that I want to make the most important when you're trying to grow a business is the idea of trying to do the, just doing, the act of doing is far greater than you waiting for the perfect process or procedure. A lot of times entrepreneurs, a lot of times business professionals have to wait for that one thing. And so the way that we were able to grow Penji to over 200 sales, was creating a 100% unscalable process in the beginning. Everything we did was just us doing. We cold emailed, we did cold calling, which didn't, didn't work. Um, so full disclaimer, it didn't work for us, it can work for you. But we did cold emailing, cold outreach, uh, people's uh, networks, like I'm getting on your network today. We used our community, we did surveys. So there's a lot of things that we did. Um, was there anything of all the things that I said that you want me to expand on so that I can you know, really talk about how we, how we got into the sales? It's interesting how you started with something unscalable and you managed to scale it. So was there any trick to taking the unscalable and scaling it? Tracking every single form of data that you could possibly imagine. That is the most important thing that we have uh, figured out within ourselves. For the longest time, we were just kind of doing it just to do it. And that works in the very beginning. But as you're trying to scale the actual sales process, it could actually be detrimental to your to the success of your business. Because we were asked this question from our advisor, and it was probably the single greatest question that we were ever asked. And it was, if I were to give you a dollar bill, where would you invest it? What part of the business would you invest this dollar bill? Would you be able to, would you split it up and go 50 cents here and 50 cents there? Would you go 70, 30? Would you give the whole dollar? Like you can't split a dollar. So I'm giving you a dollar and you have to be able to know in full confidence where that dollar needs to go in order to generate tens to thousands to millions of sales, 10 X, if you want to really use the, the term. Um, and so what we did was every time that we got a customer, we asked them a question, how did you hear about us? 
where did you hear about us? Was it a friend? What keyword did you use in order to Google us? Um, was it Facebook? Was it your phone? Was it your, 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 your desktop? Yes, we can have this and track this data via the pixels, which we do, but we wanna also be able to back the data through pixels, also through word of mouth or some type of written, uh, we have a pop-up on our, on our screen that comes up every time the customers, but every time a prospect become a, becomes a customer, excuse me. And so receiving that data and then putting it in a sheet and then being able to look at the sheet and say, okay, this month we had five people here. This month we had 10 people from this marketing channel. And then once you are able to see the trends of where the customers are coming from, now you know where to shift your focus and your energy within your sales and your marketing at that. So really looking at the data and analyzing what worked, what doesn't work, what channels are bringing business, what channels really didn't pan out and producing results. Data is everything. What have been your biggest failures and lessons that came from those failures in business? There's a lot of things that are going on in, in today's politics and, and just the, the movements that are happening. And, and it's given me a lot of perspective of who I am as a male who I am as a leader, who I am as a person, as a brother, as a friend. A lot of the things, the failures that I've had have been centered around my own life, my own experiences. But every time that some failure has happened, I've learned from it. And over the process, I've become more self-aware. And I think that's really important. And when it comes to like a failure and a lesson is just understanding the world around you, understanding some of the things that you say have and the effect that it has on other people, and then having that egotistical mindset. And, and I think a lot of times ego gets in a lot of people's way, but you need to be able to be strong enough to take away your ego, set it at the door, let it rest there, let it just chill until you get, until you're done for the day. And then you can go back home and pick it up if you really care to. But I, I just think for me, that aspect of like being self-aware, knowing what I'm, who I'm talking to, having that idea of always being on stage and thinking that like a million people are watching, even if it's just a one-on-one -on -one conversation, that's definitely a huge lesson that I've learned. And just being able to just think to myself that you are not bigger than the company. And I think that's really important is the company will and forever will be bigger than you, but you need to be able to get out of your own way. You need to be able to set your ego, as mentioned, by the door and, and just know that the company is bigger than you and the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you hire are, are there to help you achieve your dream. And so you need to be able to help them achieve theirs, regardless of the task. What would be your top three pieces of advice to grow a business? So you started with something unscalable and then you grew it to something great right now. What was the, the process or what would be some, some advice in general, perhaps to grow a business? Yeah. So I already hit on one, but I'm going to reiterate it. I think that I'm going to end on that because I think that's the most important. Um, number one, make sure your instructions are clear and specific, catered to the person and not just for yourself. I think um, it's easy to give somebody a job because you found out the process and you wrote the job process for yourself in order to do because you were doing it for the longest time. But I think what you need to do is, is find a way to take yourself out, you know, maybe even hire somebody to write the job descriptions or, or, or give these tasks 
out if you can't do it yourself, but finding a way to write down your entire process and be able to just give this to somebody that knows nothing about what it is that you do on a day to day and then be able to replicate and do exactly what it is that you're doing based off of the, the sheet that you're giving them. I think that's number one. That's clear instructions, hands down. Number two is to be consistent. So regardless of the efforts that you do on your sales, regardless of the efforts that you do in your marketing, you need to have a consistent strategy. So if you say you're going to do something, make sure you do it and do it repeatedly. It may not be well, like let, let's be clear. It was not good in the very beginning. In fact, it was awful. But the one thing that I can say is that every single person in the company is constantly rowing the boat. We're constantly going and setting sail in order to get this, in order to get the sail, so to speak. But we're constantly there doing it repeatedly. And if one person isn't doing it the way that we know that we should, then we need to be able to tweak that portion of the boat of the of the, the paddler in order to make sure that we're all flowing the boat at the exact same speed. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think in that same breath, in that consistency aspect, you need to be able to hold your team accountable. Because if they're if they're not being held accountable, then then the consistency is gonna be you're going to lose consistency. So you have to make sure that everybody is held accountable and they understand the goals that they have. And that goes back to one. So number one is having clear instructions. Number two is uh, being consistent, but holding those people accountable. And number three, as mentioned before, is finding a way to get out of your own way. Um, you are not bigger than the organization. The organization will forever and always will be bigger than you. You just need to be okay. I need for the day. I need to be able to just sit back and analyze what's going on and I need to analyze everything that's happening within the business and then be able to go back at it the next day and then be the CEO again or be the co-founder again. But you need to be able to check yourself at the door and get out of your own way. Thank you for sharing you know, some piece of advice here and I'm definitely going to go back to it and ponder it and think about it, try to apply it as much as possible. What is your call to action? Would you like, um, you know, a certain type of company perhaps to contact you if they're qualified, if they have a need for graphic design services? What's your general call to action for people watching this? Yeah, I mean, if if you like the stuff that I was saying, and and, and if it's something that like speaks to you, and and that's great. You know, you contact me directly. My social profiles are you know all all here uh, for you to for you to view. Uh, and we're sharing this on Facebook, so please connect with me. Um, but when it comes to uh, the business, if you need graphic design, if you uh, are in need of a design resource like us and you have a legitimate problem in finding talented type designers and you're spending way too much time on working on design rather than focusing on your business, then head over to Penji.co, uh, use the coupon code PODCAST25. So it's podcast 25 at checkout and you'll get 25% off your first month of Penji. Very nice. Jonathan, thank you for doing this. It's been great to have you. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for everything. Really appreciate it.